riding my beautiful mommies, and I'm sure some daddies out there, because, you know, this is not just for women. This is absolutely for anybody who is in a parenting role. I know that when you hear the, you know, messy mom bun Monday, it's people almost think that it's like only for women. And I just want to give a shout out to all the dads out there or all of the siblings out there who have raised other siblings and or aunts or grandparents who've had to raise their children's children. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of terms when it comes to mom. I have had plenty of moms in my day and I'm thankful for every single one of them. Um, you know, I just want to have a one very big shout out to all of the amazing people out there who are acting as mothers and whether you actually carry these children and birth these children or whether you just you know you take care of them and you take them in as though you're their mom and you guide them and protect them I commend you so this podcast is for all of you men women young old hopefully not too young but you know things do happen and uh, I again just want to thank all of you for listening and for subscribing and for just being awesome and listening to all of these amazing mother stories because let me tell you being on this podcast is pretty vulnerable I mean I do ask a lot of tough questions because it's important to start normalizing the real aspects of motherhood the real nitty-gritty the raw and the literal shit parts of motherhood because let me tell you my son likes to poop and uh, it's a little bit poopy and shitty sometimes but but we still love them. Can I just also say I'm so pumped about this new year. I'm pumped about the new decade. And a lot of people are going to argue and be like, oh, well, technically a decade is marked by 10 years. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't care. All of you naysayers who want to knock down everybody who's being positive and trying to really turn over a new leaf and look at this as a new decade, a new start, a new them. Shame on you for being an asshole because... I don't think there's anything wrong with people trying to better themselves, even if it means that they start doing it at the at the drop of the ball, quite literally. So, um, you know what? I'm I'm really excited, and I am one of those people who, you know what? In the beginning of the decade, I actually saw a video that my good friend Raven had sent me, and uh, she was like, my mom recorded this on her tape recorder. For those of you who don't know what that is, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure most of you know what it is. It's a handheld camera. But uh, she sent me a video, and it was of my very, very first stage performance. Something that I thought I had lost forever, that I thought I would never get back, that I thought was never, you know, like you always think of the first time that you performed on stage by yourself due to, you know, a talent show. And I was a freshman. I was like 14. I was so young, and I, I looked at that video, and I started crying because I thought, oh, my God. This is when it all started. This That moment right there. And you could see it in my face when it changed from terrified to I can do this. This is what I was born to do. And um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for that video. And I'm really thankful for everybody who's decided to go ahead and turn a new leaf this year. And turn a new leaf for this new decade. Good for all of you. And I'm proud of all of you. So keep working your asses off. And yes, it's only three days into the fucking year. But you know what? You gotta start somewhere. You might as well start now. So this is actually going to be one of a four-part series. And this episode is called The Beginning. And it is 
going to be all about me. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. This is going to be my very personal story. Um, none of you have really heard my story, maybe tidbits and snippets of that and other interviews that I've done. This is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast. It's a really great section to tune into. Now, I would highly encourage you to go ahead and look at the other five episodes because they're fucking awesome. We have really, we have interviewed some incredible women. And I say we because, you know, we're all listening. We're all asking the questions. I research Like, what are the top questions for these very specific cases and these very specific mothers who are going through specific things? So if you want to be interviewed on this Messy Mom Bun Monday podcast, absolutely drop me an email at uh, MessyMomBunMonday at gmail.com. And I would be more than happy to uh, go ahead and look at you and your story. And I would love to interview you and, and just show the world that it's okay to let it all out. It's all right to to be real. It's okay to be who you are. And no, we are not all going to agree. We are absolutely not all going to agree all the time. That's not fucking possible. And if it is possible, if someone could just let me know what that fucking antidote is, other than constantly keeping your mouth shut, go ahead and let me know. (laughs) But uh, anyway, I am so excited. And so I want everybody to take a nice deep breath, pour a glass of wine, pop open a beer, smoke a fatty, whatever the fuck you got to do to get yourself comfortable and ready to listen to this. Or maybe you're listening to it on the way to work or on your way home. Either way, I'm so pumped to get you guys jazzed about the rest of your day or get you wound down for the evening. That being said, let's fucking do this shit. So this is episode one. It's called The Beginning. And I am so... (sighs) It's, It's hard. You know, the very beginning was rough for me. Um... I was told by several doctors, and when I mean several, I don't mean like 10. I mean like three three doctors in the course of the last 10 years that um, I wasn't able to conceive children because my cysts were so bad and they were so big that it was going to be nearly impossible to actually do this. This meaning like creating life you know because I feel like secretly all women wonder what it would be like to be pregnant I'm not saying every woman wants to have a baby but I'm sure every woman is curious because let me tell you anything that I thought about pregnancy nothing like I thought like it did not turn out the way that I thought it was going to Um, but that's beside the point either way it was uh, it was very odd for me to feel like oh well I might not ever be able to have children that's kind of crazy but uh, you know guys that I had been with, my serious relationships, you know, we never really talked about kids. Like, that was never, that was never a thing. We were never trying to get pregnant. That So, you know, I was safe and things like that, but um, you know, when it came down to it, the sex was super fun, you know, with my husband. We're getting to, like, do the dirty just so that we could try to create something beautiful, and sure enough, you know, it's it's hard once you get, like, that second or third negative pregnancy test. It's It's really... It can be very, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, obviously, we're having awesome sex. How am I, how are we possibly doing this wrong? (laughs) You know, so we were getting all kinds of crazy positions that I'm just like, there's no way that he didn't get something up all in there. So (laughs) it was just really hard for me to keep seeing the negatives. And Nick was kind of like, oh, it'll happen when it happens. So he was good support through that. And after our first, um, we got one pregnant, one big fat positive is what they call it. And, um. You know, uh, on our on our way to work, after we had told, literally, this was like a week after we had told everybody that we were pregnant, and we were so excited, and 
all this stuff that after my dad's wedding we were gonna probably schedule an ultrasound and blah 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 and sure enough you know uh, we're in the car ready to go to work and yes we did work at the same place at the time and um I started bleeding and immediately we went to the ER and you know we had lost our baby and it was it was hard but at the same time it was kind of like well we never saw it we never really saw the heart you know we never heard the heartbeat and I know that sounds horrible but it was hard for I think Nick to get attached and like be as sad as I was even though he honestly like he comforted me so much he literally like brushed my hair and rubbed my feet because like they had me up on some serious like um medicine some serious painkillers and uh he seriously just went above and beyond to take care of me and make sure that I was okay mentally and physically you know because it's not exactly not painful you know it's like your period times a thousand so you know I'm very 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 thankful that I had him there and he's actually going to be jumping on at the end of this four-part series so to hear from like a supports side of things so we're super excited to have him on the show about that uh and uh you know I don't know. I think we just kind of gave up because once it was like literally days. <laughs> sorry, my son's in the background. Uh, it's literally like days before we were going to my dad's wedding, who's all the way in Texas. And so, of course, we get like super shitty wasted at the bachelor party. And um, <laughs> that's how my son was conceived, honestly. It was not at the bar or anything, but at my dad's, uh, my dad's house in his guest room. Gross. Sorry, dad. We actually we all laugh about that because everybody's like wait because after we did conceive we didn't tell anybody until mm, thanksgiving i want to say is when we finally told everybody and uh let me tell you it was just so funny because my dad's like wait if you're six weeks pregnant then you had to have conceived him and he like counted on his fingers he's like ew it was so funny it was so funny if it helps he wasn't even there like nobody was there everybody else was at the hotel so we were we were there and it was just oh my gosh <laughs> It's ridiculous. It was so fun. Um, and, you know, in, in that that way, like on the trip, that trip, we were like, let's wait a year. This is probably a sign. We should just, you know, we'll just protect ourselves for a year and then we'll try again. No big deal. Because my husband's 32, was 32 at the time. And I was 25 at the time. So I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, we got to get going. Sure enough, you know. <laughs> It happens like four months later, so that's super, super awesome. But still, it was it was crazy. It was such a crazy ride for me because then once I actually got the big fat positive, it was such a roller coaster of emotions of like, should I even get excited? Because Nick wasn't excited because of what he had to see me go through last time. And so he's like trying to protect me by telling me like, don't get too excited. You know, we need to get an ultrasound. We need to figure out the health and, and all this stuff. So we actually, and you know, we didn't have insurance, so we paid out of pocket for all these visits. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and um, it's it was it was rough. The first couple of meetings were, or meetings, I say they're meetings. Oh, bless you, my son is sneezing, <laughs> cutest sneezer in the world. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the first doctor's appointment was pretty rough. You know, they looked at us and judged us so hard because we didn't have insurance and. They're like, well, we have the money, and it was like $450 was for the consult, was $450 for them to tell us, you know, oh, yeah, you're pregnant, so these are what you should do. And we thought that we were going to be getting an ultrasound, that we were going to be getting, like, a blood test to say that it was, you know, definitely in there. And sure enough, um, 
because we had gone to the ER because here's the thing we didn't know that we were pregnant and that we had conceived because in our minds we were going to wait a year so we weren't trying anymore so we were protecting ourselves so once I was like so 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 sick and my stomach was hurting so bad and I was like oh my god and I thought it was like appendicitis or something like it was so bad and sure enough we go in there and they're like, whoa, boy, do we got news for you. <laughs> and, like, there was there was two uh, heartbeats. There was, I had super crazy high HCG hormones, which would explain why I was a huge bitch. Um, and super emotional and all this stuff. And it was just so crazy. Because when you're in the moment, you know, like, when you take the test, it's one thing. But then, like, when you go to the ER... Because, you know, you're really having these bad stomach pains. The worst thing popped into our minds. Because in my mind, after we had taken the test, we didn't think anything of it. We're like, you know, it says that it's positive. But last time it was positive and, and fucking we miscarried. So it wasn't like when they were like, oh, could you be pregnant? We were like, yeah, we could be. And I mean, the line was so faint. It was so hard to tell. And it must have been because it was so early because we found out that we were pregnant at like six weeks. Um, so... All I can say is make sure that you are looking at that fucking pee stick because it's not an etch sketch If it's positive, it's positive. So me thinking, oh, well, it's probably appendicitis was ridiculous because obviously I was, I was going to be told I had a baby. But we were not expecting to be told that I had like double the HCG. Like it was through the roof. It was supposed to be like 7,000 uh, something. And I had like, I had, I want to say it was like. 34,000 it was crazy and they're just like yep there's there's two heartbeats and we were our jaws like literally hit the fucking floor because we're like what it was cr I mean when I say it was crazy it was like I don't even think we like fully registered because even Nick to this day is like did they say that I can't I feel like I blacked out when they told us that we were pregnant so you know it was it was such a roller coaster and mind you we were not excited when we heard that it was two because it was like oh shit we're gonna have to open a GoFundMe you know, and at the same time, it was kind of like, holy crap, we've been trying for a baby. And we were joking about, oh, well, what if we could conceive twins because his best friends have twin boys. And, oh, my gosh, it was just our best friends are so funny because they're like, oh, yeah, you'll have all the babies. And it was just it was crazy how it all worked out. Well, fast forward like two weeks because we actually went to a different provider and got an ultrasound because they refused to give us one because we were in the ER two weeks or two days prior. Um, that's why we made the uh, OB visit because we had been told that we need to make a follow-up appointment and that they would do the fun ultrasounds and stuff like that. And sure enough, none of that happened. We were super judged, most likely because we didn't have insurance. We were cash paid. We were handing these people hundreds of dollars, and they're just like, oh, where did you get that? You know, I just, I really hate that. I hate it. And, you know, we tried to get on insurance so hard. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to go a whole other episode on the whole insurance ordeal because it was a fucking nightmare and I definitely want to share my story and I would love to hear from other women too who have experienced these types of things too where like you cut back all of your hours at work and they still won't give you and they still won't give you insurance and now they're trying to tell now they're trying to say that you're committing fraud and it's like what anyway I will again I will have another episode that goes all into the T as far as that insurance bullshit but uh that being said, we, you know, we decided to go to, like, a third-party ultrasound place. I believe it was Miracle Baby or something like that. And um, so we went in. We got our little ultrasound. We got a video. And she spent literally, I think it was 
10 minutes or 12 minutes with us and it was only 150 bucks and I mean we got the most amazing video and pictures and Nick and I and they also we also found out that um he had morphed into one because there was only but my sack was so big but he was the only one in there and so they were they were like oh well that can happen anywhere from you know, four to ten weeks, I believe, and so it would have been our ten weeks, and it must have happened anywhere between the eight and ten week mark. So, you know, they don't tell you anything medical about your baby. You can just see the fact that there's a heartbeat, and that it's there. Um, they make you sign a disclaimer saying that you know this is not a medical place, and that they strongly recommend that you go to a provider and things like that. And you know, again, I mean, we really didn't have any options. We we couldn't get seen. So Thanksgiving rolls around, and we're headed off to lovely old California. We love Riverside, California. That's where I'm from. Um, and we were having Thanksgiving dinner with my Auntie Cheryl, and we were like, you know what? We might as well just tell everybody. Let's put it on Facebook. I mean, again, it was only 10 weeks in, but at the same time, we were just so excited, and we wanted everybody to be there for support if something did happen again because it was really hard just going through it with a select few family members because we really couldn't talk about it while we were at my dad's wedding um and we wouldn't want to because it's their day you know so we were we were sad but they all got us through it which was really nice my dad and keely and um i just i'm really thankful for them for being like it's okay you can be strong you like you know you've always been strong and you'll get through this just like you got through everything else and of course we conceive our son in their house i just think that is the funniest most weirdest shit ever <coughs> because you know in california everybody kind of had a had a bit of a hint because i wasn't drinking and let me tell you this girl can put down some tequila and so everybody was kind of like oh what's going on what are you pregnant and i'm like yep i am and like everybody was so happy for me and it was so awesome Unfortunately, my husband was, like, so sick. And let me fucking tell you, this is the funniest shit that you're ever going to hear. So we're driving, right? Because we lived in Mesa, Arizona, into Riverside. It's, like, a five-and-a-half-hour drive. So we hop in the car, and we are on our way. And this dude is fucking sick. And I don't mean, like, sick like how I'm sick right now, which is why my voice probably sounds a little bit weird. But I mean, like, sick like this. Oh, my God. He was sneezing and coughing. And, like, when Nick sneezes... It's like not one sneeze, not two sneeze, not four. It's like six fucking sneezes in a row. And it's so obnoxious and so loud. And he's trying to drive. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're going to crash because, like, you are sneezing absurdly. And he's just like, what do you want me to do, babe? And I'm like, you could at least roll down a window. Mind you, I'm 10 weeks pregnant. You could at least roll down a window and fucking air out your germs and not sneeze all up in the car so I can breathe it in. Like, I don't want to get sick. And what fucking window does he roll down? mine he rolls my window down and i am fucking freaking out and i'm just like seriously and he's like i'll just pull over i'll just walk home like he he was so defeated he's so done i let me tell you i was i was i was a bitch at times when it came to me being pregnant had to have been the hormones i mean i know people say like oh hormones but no that shit is a real and you can't even help it it's crazy so you know if your girl's pregnant or you know mamas if you're pregnant it's all right you're gonna be a bitch every once in a while but you just grab that favorite snack of yours and you just snack away because that is the only thing that ever saved me was like jolly ranchers when i was fucking mad i just pop one of those in my mouth and i'm like ooh, party in my mouth <laughs> you know so definitely have your vices so that you're not taking it out 
on your poor significant other or like anybody else who might be around you. And for those of you who have multiple kids, oh man, I don't know how you guys do it. But, uh, you know, I think the most amazing part about that whole thing was the fact that this whole time that we were going to California and, you know, on our way back and a couple months going through, you know, the whole doctor's appointments and we found mom doc and we were able to actually see our baby and know all the things about our son um, in the early stages because we didn't find out some seriously crazy shit until we were about 20 weeks in, which again, that's going to be in the next episode. Um, and I'm, I'm actually going to end this this uh, first episode right here because I know it's I know it's a short one, but this is this is a this is something that doesn't need to be an hour long. I mean, any woman that's ever had a miscarriage definitely knows what that's like, and it's not worth actually going into and reliving the trauma that you had to go through. It's it's best to just pick up and move on. And I know it sounds maybe a little harsh or cold-hearted but it's just the easiest way to get over the heartache because how do you ever deal with losing something that you are growing that you are expecting to hold you know it's it's hard so and and I want to also end this episode by saying have lots of sex if you're trying to have a baby just fucking have fun have sex enjoy your time with each other and not worry so much about the having the baby part like you need to just that's basically what happened to us. I mean, we got super fucking drunk, and it wasn't... We just fucked, and it was great. I mean, maybe that's TMI for some people, but everybody knows this podcast by now is pretty much a whole bunch of fucking TMI. So, that being said, if any of you ladies are suffering through miscarriage or doctors being told, or doctors telling you, I'm sorry, that are telling you that you can't conceive and things like that, just keep trying. Just keep having fun, having sex, being, you know in love and in the moment with the significant other that you're trying to create this beautiful life with because you never, never know. The circumstances have to be just right. It's just like the fucking Big Bang. Like, it's quite literally just like the Big Bang. You, The babies start out as an atom. It starts out as a sperm and an egg. And then, boom, an explosion happens, and they s- morph into this beautiful creature after nine months. I mean, you have to think it's an extremely difficult thing to do, so don't get discouraged that you're not getting it right away and that you haven't achieved your goal of actually conceiving a child and holding your child because it will happen. Whether it is naturally, which I'm sure every woman who's trying to be a mom would like to have at least one of their own children, but I could be misspoken for other women who are like, no, I've always wanted to adopt, you know, and there's, that's a special case, but Moms out there who are trying their best to stay positive, negative test after negative test after negative test, just read into my last podcast too. You know, Keely is a great example. She is um, an older, well, I don't think she's old. You know, she is 36, so it's considered a um, geriatric pregnancy. And I know that word sounds scary, but really all it means is that you're over the age of 35 and they think that it's dangerous, which who knows, maybe it could be, but I feel like with technology these days, it's really not that bad. You know, I feel like with technology for sure these days, it's just something that, you know, 35 used to be old, but I don't know. I feel like there's women like Cameron Diaz just had her first baby and she's fucking 47 years old. So yeah, she's considered old, but I would consider 47 to be a bit old to have a baby. I wouldn't consider your mid thirties to be old. I feel like that's appropriate, you know, anywhere from your mid twenties to your mid thirties. But at the end of the day, just, again, keep trying. I don't know if Cameron Diaz had 
issues with pregnancy or maybe she just waited you know she just waited until they were ready to have a baby and it was the magical number 47 you never know so that being said make sure to all you mommies out there that you're supporting each other and listening to each other and and being willing to like have sympathy for one another because you don't know what other moms are going through and you have no idea how many negative pregnancy tests they've had because I know that after I'd had my miscarriage, a lot of people were like, oh, don't worry. Well, you can keep trying. And it's kind of annoying when you hear people say that because it's like, yeah, I've been trying. We've been trying for months and months and months. And, it, and it's starting to really eat at me, you know, that I'm there might be something wrong. But you know what? Again, Keely's a perfect example. Cameron Diaz, girl, hey, you're a perfect example of the fact that if you just keep trying, you just keep loving and you just keep, you know, you keep your faith that and I don't know if you believe in God or the universe or your fucking Buddha, whatever, whatever you believe in, just keep the faith that if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And mm, if it wasn't, you know, then you just got to go with the flow. And there are support groups out there for you. I'm actually going to go ahead and link some below for any moms who are actually struggling and or who are completely like sterile, you know, because there are men and women who are literally sterile and they will never have children. And for them, you know, I, I will never be able to understand that because at first I thought I knew what that was. But, of course, I tried and tried and tried and finally found the right person. And, you know, everything just worked. It was a chemical reaction. Like, literally, maybe that's what I should call this episode. Chemical reaction. The Big Bang. So, uh, with that, I just want to leave you all with the beginning. You know, that was the beginning of my efforts of trying to become a mom. And I am so thankful that I had a husband who was willing to really really helped me get through our first miscarriage and who has always been very supportive and very, very excited about our son. And again, I will tell you more about the next phase of everything that went on because no, it was not unicorns and rainbows. It was not hunky-dory. It was a lot, a lot of big decisions and decisions that we never thought that we would ever have to make. And so in order for you to hear about that, you're going to have to tune into another Messy Mom Bun Monday next Monday. I love you all so much, and I am hoping that everybody had a wonderful new year, and I hope that y'all are sticking to those New Year's resolutions, those decade resolutions. I love you all so much, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show.